1: Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of Queer Talk. This episode contains discussions that some listeners might find upsetting.
0: Hello, and welcome to another working from home edition of Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a fortnightly dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. This week is Mental Health Awareness Week, so we wanted to bring you something a little more personal. Welcome to Queer Talk.
1: So as Spencer said, welcome to episode eight. We are all still
0: working from
1: home, uh, editing from home. Um, I think everyone now has taken a seat in the editing chair, which has been an experience because I have been the predominant editor so any complaints please fire them my way however i'm intrigued to hear from both yourself spencer and mufseen what have your experiences been like doing your first edit for queer
0: talk it's been horrible it just takes so long like it's a lot of fun um, and picking up on all the little like mistakes and bloopers is fun but then like it just took hours and hours and hours and hours
2: Like you say, it's really fun because you get to listen back to what you're saying and you're learning a new skill editing. But wow, it takes forever. And you have to (laughs) listen back to the audio like so many times. But yeah, no, I enjoy it. I'm learning a new skill and I feel and I've got a new mic as well. So I feel like a proper podcaster now. I'm
1: excited to to get this audio quality sent to me later. I'm like, (laughs) Yeah.
2: You'll hear every single <laughs> vowel and consonant.
0: Is, is this why you went, went and got chocolate? Is this so you can just eat it into the microphone again like the good old days? <laughs>
1: Some like ASMR goodness.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just me snacking while James is like, here is burning. And <laughs> the rappers and the crunching.
1: Oh my God, I remember. So this kind of, for anyone that doesn't know what that is about, so basically there was one episode where I had to record something and Mufseen had just finished his part and um, I might, do you know what, I think what I might do is just drop it in now for everyone <laughs> to, to hear what it's like for some of the outtakes because I, I think we all we all deserve a laugh.
2: i had so much chocolate. You okay? What did you think about that? Can I just do my great leg? You, you, to. you do your thing. You
1: do
2: your thing. He hates me. He hates me. Oh no, no you're because
1: shooting. you're crunching away yeah. oh, on oh a really yes. hard chocolate, <laughs> like, like, crispy <laughs> hate, like, thing. And you're oh. like, do your link, babe. Do your link. And you're like, oh, babe. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. So, I'll I'm just sorry, stare at you until you finish. I didn't Look at you. <laughs> I didn't realise.
2: Sorry. <laughs>
1: Unlink. That's what I when you're just giving me this duster. Um, death stare. <laughs> I Do you know what next time one of you two can wear these and you will understand.
2: When I did that I was just so oblivious because I was like, I've done my bit choo 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 snack 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 and you're just staring at me but i'm not looking at you and i'm just like yeah just go ahead james <laughs> and not picking up stare. at all that
0: i'm like the awkward person in the room it was a complete oh. scowl he was furious i do you know what <laughs> so it is it's crazy.
1: because like i was i'm usually the only one that's wearing headphones so i'm the usually only one who can hear all of the audio all of the little things like i remember like episode two i remember having to like mid-records like put a hand on Muffine's knee to stop banging the table yeah like little (laughs) things like that and i think sometimes when people are like yeah i'm gonna do a podcast i think it's it's weird because actually the recording process itself which is it's that's fun and but the actual recording process itself is probably the most minimal side to it do you know what i mean like it's really not actually that much in the the great scheme of things to be honest yeah yeah
2: but uh the editing side is Time consuming. <laughs> but we do it for we do it for the listeners. We do it for the listeners.
1: We do. So as we say, welcome to our world, welcome to Queer Talk. As per, let's take a look at some more positive queer news stories.
0: My news story this week was taken from Attitude and it is about a gay couple who quit their jobs in order to start their own LGBTQ inclusive sex toy company. So a bit of a mouthful, but they were fed up of the day to day, nine to five, both based in London, you know, getting on the busy tube, traveling to an office and working their butts off, no pun intended, to (laughs) basically earn their money. So they decided as a couple to set up their own sex toy company. couple Josh Morris and Greg Davis called the company Candid with a K and their mission statement was to take away the embarrassment from sex toy shopping and turn it into a positive reassuring experience so I don't know about you two but I think there's definitely a stigma around sex toys it always seems like something more naughty or kind of promiscuous than it is and I think we kind of don't discuss it or like people are scared of them and Don't really know which ones to get, what to use, when to, like, I don't don't know. What are your guys' experiences?
2: Well, I think
0: before lockdown life,
2: I never had any conversations with any of my friends about sex toys, to be honest. Like, we'd only ever mention, I don't know, vibrators, the dildos as a joke, but we never had a serious conversation about what sex toy do you use, like, what kind of stuff do you recommend? So those conversations weren't really being had then. But now, during lockdown, I think because everyone is unable to meet other people and have sex with other people, there's a lot more open conversation about buying sex toys and using sex toys. Because I think everyone's just kind of on the same level playing field. It's like, yeah, you know, this is the only way I'm going to enjoy myself at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of us are quite horny and wanting some kind of human touch to have some fun. So I would agree. I think I th- part of me, I don't necessarily how can I say I think some people see it as being a bit icky my kind of experience I guess is if I would speak with someone about it I'd be like oh okay that's what you do like it wouldn't necessarily bother me that someone would use it like if you want to have fun with sex toys fabulous but I've never had a relationship I've never had a boyfriend so and I guess I'm not confident enough to be able to practice using a sex toy by myself because it's not like There are. there's much in a way of a manual. Like, usually, like, when we're adulting and we struggle with something, we would go on YouTube, for example, and we'd be like, how to do this, or what to do for this. Whereas it's like, you can't really go onto YouTube and be like, how do I use a butt plug? Because it's, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. And I mean, I I remember I bought a sex toy once and I bought it from Love Honey because I think it was like 50% off. So I bought this vibrator because I'd never, like... I'd never had one before and I was like, Do you know what, sod it. Let's just go with it. So it arrived and I was living with another couple at the time and um, they were still in the flat and I was in my room, closed the door and I was like, right, okay. So I put a towel on the bed and like I put batteries into it so I was like, right, okay, let's let's give this a go. So I, I got it and myself prepared and I remember sitting down on the bed and I went to go and like, you know get into position and switched it on and my good god the noise from this thing it genuinely sounded like i was being fucked by a pneumatic drill and (laughs) i was like wow so and did it feel that i just remember i was no it really didn't and i mean i don't know whether or not it's because i didn't know what i was doing with it um it was just like a giant silver bullet i don't know maybe i just didn't use it right or whatever but Again, because I thought it would be a little bit more subtle than that. Mm. So I just switched it off straight away and I was like, Nope, 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 nope. So I just kind of um literally um reversed out of that. But that's
2: because um, you didn't have the guidance from anywhere to tell you how to yeah, use it, yeah. how to start using it as well and you know, how to build up. Yes, um,
1: exactly. And then and it like
2: kind of completely scares you from using it. It again. does.
1: It really does, you know. Like I see, you know, there are certain like, f- like, I don't want to say films, videos, um, tutorials, like porn hub. <laughs> no, but like porn films or like porn videos, where you'll see people using toys like anal and things like that, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of intrigued by that, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I think part of it is like you need to be not just in the mood, but in the mood to experiment, because sometimes. If you want to pleasure yourself, if you just want to have a wank, sometimes you just want to have a wank and not necessarily be like, right, I'm going to prepare myself just in case I do make a mess. And, you know, maybe that's just laziness as well. Maybe that is absolute laziness and I am settling for, um, no pun intended, but like half assed fun by myself. (laughs) Maybe I just need to um, just go um, fuck it and um, experience new things or, or try new toys and uh accept the fact that i might not get it right how to use it the first time and you know that's perfectly fine because it's you know it's not something that's like in the curriculum you know there's it's not like you know i'm gonna know how to use it straight away you know in some cases so Mm. but hey maybe i'm just a very inexperienced 30 year old gay man who knows
0: Sure. So, so kind of in response to this, they are launching a new video, a weekly video series called Candid Conversations, because not only did they feel that the products that they had experienced before were inadequate, they also, you know, like us, haven't had these conversations, haven't really been shown what to do or guided in any way. Um, So they want to create this video series so that the community well so that anyone in fact can explore issues around sexual pleasure exploration and you know with a greater focus on the LGBTQ plus community I'm intrigued to see how they present it without making it into pornography like I think that explanation and that video is is something quite new and unique because like you said you can't just search on YouTube like how to use a butt plug but as 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 much as we all chuckled about that like something like that would be very useful to a lot of people. Um, and I think if that was more normal, we wouldn't feel the stigma so much. So um, it's very exciting that they're creating a new video series um, and it, it will obviously benefit, you know, they'll be able to promote their products and stuff. So it's it's a great company all around, I think. It's very exciting to see that they've kind of come from an, a negative experience of something and they've turned it into something not only that benefits them and their relationship, but that is going to help the whole community essentially.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a friend who has a sex podcast, Topher Taylor, and he's always taught me just to be more sex positive and just to ask questions. I ask him when I have questions about sex toys and sex uh, sometimes because it's good to have that open dialogue about it. I think we all need to get better at just talking to our friends as well as going on these tutorials.
0: I think there's there's definitely a shame that's carried with it. I think that's kind of what you were getting at, James, is that like what this makes me think of is back to like um, biology lessons in high school when the teacher shows you how to put a condom on a banana, right, in front of the whole class and it's all embarrassing and, like, everyone's giggling and stuff. But, like, essentially that is explicit. Like, it is very much about getting rid of this shame that we we take from even using sex toys. I mean, uh, masturbation has been heavily frowned upon for a lot of people, you know, and using sex toys. And actually they're both completely normal. I agree that adult conversations and subjects, but aside from that, I mean there's um parent, you know parental guidance restrictions whatever on YouTube so it very much you know I do see a future where stuff like this it doesn't need to be practiced on a person it can it can be shown to you without being sexual so they're very much it very much could open up a space
1: I agree I think but also there is a, a Britishness to a certain people's approach to it as well do you know what I mean like sort of yeah. stiff up a lip and oh no I don't do that sort of thing oh no 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 no. no. Whereas uh, like some other countries in Europe, like my best uh, Finnish friend who I've referenced here before, Tia, you know, she would make the point that in that country people would sit naked together in a steam room and, you know, it would probably not have the same type of activity that one might have in a gym box steam room, for example. I think we are kind of a bit up ourselves, metaphorically speaking in Britain in that we don't have much in the way of conversations around sex. And there is that sort of, you know, earth and still about it to this day. And, but I agree that, you know, we, we need to kind of go over that, but I think it, it definitely goes beyond kind of the, the gay community and the queer community and, and more so about like culture and how we are as British people um, and how we sort of are just not very good when it comes to speaking about sex and i think that the conversation that the three of us are having now and the way we are kind of dancing around certain words makes the, that point quite well i'm not sure. dancing around certain words <sighs> i would know i think I we are just, dancing what, around
2: I, certain words can i just add something to your point about being british is i think your view about what our british culture is is very traditional when you talk about that like you have to remember there's Gen Z children out there on TikTok being exposed to the internet at like a very young age and they're seeing all this stuff on the internet and it's and it's not like how it was when we were growing up. And actually the kids nowadays are kind of more street smart about these things. So it's good to have this, you know, sex positive, have sex toys, all this stuff. And I don't think the British kids these days are that reserved about this Does it make you feel old that you're saying sentences like the kids these days? Yeah, because I'm not TikTok generation. (laughs) But, um, okay, just I'll add one more thing to this topic. I can see what Josh and Greg are trying to do with Candid, because when I was looking for sex toys during lockdown, I won't go into any more details than that. Um, I was looking on Amazon, because that's where I buy a lot of stuff. I'm sorry, Jess. Sorry for anyone who hates Jeff Bezos. But I do use Amazon sometimes, and I was like, oh, they must sell sex toys, right? And if you type in something, it kind of takes you to another site of Amazon, like a a dark web of Amazon, where it's like just a sex toy shop. But it's still the same very stale, sterile Amazon shop. And it just doesn't feel like, it, it doesn't, for the sake of a better word, feel sexy to shop for a sex toy on Amazon. So I can see what Josh and Greg are trying to do with Candid is create a more sexy, more like, you know, informative way of shopping for sex toys which
1: doesn't ruin all the fun from it um if you want to have a good laugh and um, go and look at the reviews on amazon of sex toys not because it's immature but more so just the way that people kind of uh there was one review that went viral about how this woman basically said that she had used a particular vibrator and she had used vibrators in the past and she was like this is gonna do jack shit and i don't care what anyone says because the instructions were like make sure that you stretch make sure that you hydrate and then afterwards she was like i genuinely could not walk for X period of time so like these things could be all made up I don't know but I just I don't know from like a <laughs> like from a, a, a comical perspective like sometimes it's quite funny to discover other people's experiences with sex toys and and whether or not all the kind of uh, the guidance so to speak is necessary which Absolutely, toy which, which toy was that just to have a toy. <laughs> you don't have to in <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would like a toy that
1: which um, stops me from walking for a, a day I found this review. I will read it as quickly as I can, I promise. So, um, having read everyone's reviews, I had high expectations, but the price being under $50, I wasn't exactly going to be shocked if it was mediocre. A few friends of mine bought it recently and told me of its power. I was warned to take the day off, hydrate, and above all, do some stretches. I thought they were uh, being such drama queens. It was delivered within two days of ordering, so it's already off to a good start. Opening the discreet box, instructions say charge for two and a half hours. Not too bad. I plug this little bad boy in. While the kids are at school waiting for it to charge, killing time reading some erotica, my friend and fellow Queenie recommended because I don't have time to screw around waiting to get into the mood. I have to get the kids in a few hours and I need to be ready to go when this thing is done charging. Tiktok tock, bitch. Tiktok. tock. Welcome to motherhood. Patiently waiting, me, is checking to see if the little light has stopped blinking every 10 minutes like a crackhead waiting for his dealer. After only an hour and a half, solid pink light. Game on. I played with the settings um, on my hand to test the uh, to test this fine machinery out. The vibration for the G-spot part is quite strong. I was impressed um, with that even before use. Next, suction. So many levels. It was interesting to see the different patterns and strength. There are 10 levels for clitoral and 10 patterns for G-spot. I've never used a clit suction type stimulator, so I have nothing to compare it to, but look forward to it nonetheless. Time to solo play. I found placement for the clit a little bit low for my body shape. It took me a few minutes to get everything where it needed to be. That was a bit time consuming and slightly frustrating, but as with any new toy it's trial and error. I started the clip one on low which I barely even felt. Unbeknownst to me it wasn't lined up 100% so me being me it decided to go from 0 to 60 in 3.5. I hit the suction button setting to level 5 or 6 and hit in the g-spot button as well. I made a few minor adjustments on the suction placement as I think that's what happened because I'm pretty sure I blacked out. My legs went straight out like the goats who faint when scared. I never came so fast and so hard in my life i squirted i have never done that luckily i put down a towel because i have i hate wet spots i frantically tried to turn it off but ended up hitting the buttons like a maniac sending uh to even stronger suctions and now variant pulses from the g-spot vibrator and came again i'm pretty sure i levitated it was an, an unending orgasm This time my soul left me and God himself said, Child, it is not your time. Go back to the little pink light. Mind you, I'm (laughs) agnostic. I'm brought back into my earthly body after managing to pull it off me and throwing it across the room and it falls to the floor, still buzzing happily away. I shook for a good five minutes. I couldn't get up off the bed, even if I wanted to. I stared at the ceiling, dazed, trying to remember who I am or what year this is. This I get up to real. clean up and realize in my seizure-like orgasms, I, I hurt my hip and back. I'm still hobbling four hours later. I didn't stretch enough. So in conclusion, this met and exceeded expectations. Hydrate. Make sure you don't have to do anything that involves decisions or brain power for the rest of the day. And for the love of God, stretch like you're about to run the 500-meter dash.
2: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A stellar review for a, a sex toy. <laughs> Where is the gay equivalent? Because I want it right I now. Know,
0: right? So the pair ended the article with some advice to people who are not currently using sex toys, or are thinking about it, or have struggled in the past with fin- finding out what works for them. Um, they said you should always start with something small, and that's your vibe. Do you like internal, external, or dual simulation? Is it for you alone or to be used with a partner? Most toy stores have a beginner's section too, so once you've thought about all of these questions, just go, explore, and be brave. It's also okay for the first one you pick not to be right for you. Keep trying until you find the right thing. So I think it's definitely worth checking out their website. It's super light and airy and... um, inclusive it's got a lot of different products and styles and whatever else and I didn't feel like I was exploring something that I shouldn't have it all seemed like a normal you know like a normal online store so yeah I think you know enjoy explore
2: right enough of the sex talk let's talk about mental health so this week is mental health awareness week in the UK and it's hosted by mental health foundation and it takes place between the 18th to the 24th of May And this year's theme is kindness, which is very apt for this year because we need to be kind to ourselves during lockdown. The article I found on mental health was a Pink News article with Johnny Benjamin, who you might know from the Find Mike campaign, in which he used social media to find a stranger who talked him down from committing suicide on a bridge. Um, I think this was about eight years ago that happened and since then he's become a mental health campaigner a champion for mental health and he shares some tips on this article about how to how to get through lockdown uh for people who are struggling not just with their mental health but just struggling through lockdown in general um so i'm going to run through a couple of these tips with you guys and i want to hear what you guys think about it are you ready yeah yes So the first tip is to avoid reading and watching too much coronavirus-related news and to limit your social media use. So he highlights the fact that we need to stay in touch with the news to understand what the new developments with the coronavirus pandemic and also to stay connected on social media, but to not get too uh, caught up in it and caught up in speculations on Twitter or stuff like that, because that can really bring you down um, and it can kind of bombard your mind with, a lot of anxiety. So I think that's quite good advice to start off with. Have you guys been reading too much news, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Bob. I think you have to I think you really have to balance your time when it comes to um social media in this particular period that we're going through at the moment um simply because there's a lot of bile on on social media. Mm. And um I know some friends of mine take the approach of kind of firing something into the ether when it comes to social media being very light touch with it but just not trying to engage too much and I can understand why I use social media these days to kind of look at new stories but from different angles and see how people on the left or people on the right might spin it but I try not to get too heavily involved I will give my two cents but I won't try and get too heavily involved Um, and I can agree with a the comment about avoiding too much of the news i used to work for the bbc uh, sort of software development department and part of that involved working on the website and so i would see news literally every second because it was part of my job to make sure that it was functioning as was expected and i found myself just drained by the end of the day because you have to you do take in so much news and you know when you're working inside like europe's biggest newsroom like, it, the news is literally everywhere yeah. Um there's a lot so of information it, for your brain to take in. Definitely. And it's not all positive either. It's really not all positive, um, mainly because news focuses predominantly on the negative side mm-hmm. of things. It's not really a balance. It just tends to be about negativity. So I would agree with that.
2: And I know definitely since uh, the lockdown and there's been daily briefings, I've consciously made sure that I didn't watch every single daily briefing because it was just too much to take in. And it was always just getting me down and I only watched the important ones that I knew would be uh, relevant to when lockdown may or may not end.
0: Yes. Sure. I think for me, I my life seems to be spent on social media, both before lockdown and now. Um, I took a break from a couple of my platforms because it got too much to try and be productive every day during lockdown because I, I think our productivity has kind of taken a drop especially as the weeks kind of go on, it, this kind of is starting to feel a bit endless. And I also, I most of my news, I get from people tweeting about the news rather than being fixated on every article as it comes out. Like I hear people discussing something and if it seems serious or or kind of a developmental point, then I'll go and check it out. But if it, if it's people just kind of bitching about something that happened that kind of didn't show any progress or sign of moving forward then I'm not interested like I'll just I'll just what, look at the memes and go with the jokes and you know I, it kind of doesn't affect me as as badly as it does to be following every single update when a lot of them are quite disappointing It's also important to
1: note that we can curate our feeds um so i wouldn't necessarily look at that as ignoring what's going on in the world but you know for example my discover page on ig has changed because i've focused more on like dog videos and dog pictures Mm -hmm. and like following accounts that do that rather than accounts that i found to be causing me to feel shit about myself so i would make the point that make use of the mute button the block button if you feel as though it's going to protect you Like if you want to use these platforms, but you want to protect yourself whilst you're there, it's important to curate what you want to see. Because I think the problem with Twitter now is the way in which it works is it's showing content from others that you've not necessarily asked to be engaged with. So make sure that you curate your platform how you want to see it. That's a
2: very good point. I was just about to say, in usual day-to-day life, we should take breaks from social media. And sometimes I log off of Instagram, log off of Twitter for a few days and then come back to it because I just need a break. That's a very smart way of dealing with it, James, is to use the mute function and the block function, create your own feed and not just let the algorithm take control. So the next tip was to focus on loving your body and banish negative thoughts. Because over 50% of young LGBT people have been diagnosed with eating disorders. And during lockdown, we are all very conscious about not having the same level of exercise, gaining weight, losing weight. Uh, There's a lot of focus on what's going to happen, not just to our haircuts, but also our body. Going back to what you said, James, about Instagram browse page, I like a lot of dog pictures as well. And I like a lot of plant pictures, which helps my browse page not be up with lots of game muscular men who just make me feel bad about my body but what johnny benjamin was saying in the article was to not hate yourself for not keeping up with the same body goals that you had before and just to like leave little reminders in your house to say i love myself i love my body uh, he finds that really helpful for himself so yeah and just to attack those negative feelings that you might have just to take care of yourself in that way. So have you guys done anything to take care of your body during this lockdown?
0: I was I was excited to have more time to kind of work on my body when lockdown began. I've I've never really taken up any exercise or form of exercise. I'm always on on the go and you know traveling back and forth and walking everywhere and stuff. So I'm not, you know, I'm not lazy, but I've never partaking and going to the gym or doing workouts whatever so I started following some online workouts because they were free and I saw that friends were doing them but then after a few days I felt like that was becoming too much pressure to still try and work like this was an added thing in my day and I hadn't really made time for that in what I already class as quite a busy schedule so it became quite overwhelming quite quickly and I kind of questioned like why I was doing it because I'm not unhappy with my body. No one has any expectations of me. Yeah, I felt like it was a pressure, partly because of what you see on social media. I mean, overnight, Twitter seemed to kind of blow up with either, you know, people being thirsty or people working out, um, which I enjoy, don't get me wrong, but (laughs) I enjoy, but It'd be kind of, you're like, oh, maybe that's what I should be doing right now because everyone else is doing it. And quite quickly, I was like, no, this isn't for me. I don't need to do this. I feel good anyway. Hmm. Um, so I kind of just moved past it.
1: That's I good. think there is a sense of FOMO, isn't there? A fear of missing out when it comes to what you see other people doing online versus what you're doing in your own home. See, I'm going to slightly contradict his advice because I have tried to keep up the same level of working out. Um, wow. So I have like a over seven days, I would do six days on and take a day off, which people would be like, no, don't do that. Um, just to try and vary it and keep myself entertained and keep myself motivated so I can still consume carbs It's an emotional dependency. thing. Um, so for me, it's like, for example, I will do a walk and a run and then I will do some resistance stuff. I would then do a, a, like the next day might be a walk and a run and then do some yoga training and some split training to make sure I'm keeping up my flexibility. Um, and I think it's super important when it comes to making sure that your body has good posture and you are making sure that you stretch because we find ourselves working from home. And so we're working in um, an environment that's maybe not Um, screen equipment or display screen equipment as savvy as it was in the office so things like a mouse rest for your wrist or like a wrist rest for your keyboard or like a good chair that was super supportive so we find ourselves kind of like hunching over and things like that so for me yoga has really helped me try and sort of be a bit more aware of my body and my posture and things like that. You know, I'm not a small person either. I'm six foot four, I'm nearly 100 kilos or nearly 16 stone. So like, th- there's a lot of me and I want to make sure that I'm still keeping up a se- the same level of fitness and keeping up the same level of, you know, mm. of good posture and, and you know but good you, mobility.
2: But James, do you find that you're putting too much pressure on yourself trying to
1: maintain the same level of exercise? Um, yes and no, but I think that that's more to do with my history of weight loss and the fear of getting fat again. And mm. so for anyone who doesn't know, I used to be over 20 stone. I lost six stone. Um, I had a tummy tuck that went wrong. So I then I was going to have another one and then I put on four or five stone. I lost that. And I, like, I've never had a, uh, a healthy relationship up until maybe four to five years ago with my body body and with food and things like that so for me lockdown is kind of hell in in that respect because it's uh rather than like spencer is saying kind of that almost that natural exercise that we'd get of like walking somewhere yeah. you kind of almost have to force yourself into that mindset of i must go for a walk you know yeah. and you're doing it on purpose rather than doing it sort of like as a secondary function in order to get yourself to somewhere else so yeah i do think i put myself under pressure but the thing is is that i i do enjoy it at the same time being outside you know getting some vitamin d my Mm. good god we all need it well i've taken up running during lockdown oh god that's not
2: so (laughs) i'm trying new exercises as well but i try not to put too much pressure on myself i'm like i know that i'm not going to get as much exercise as i did before And And someone made a very
1: good point yeah and someone else made a very good point which is like don't necessarily panic too much about having to eat food that you may not otherwise have done pre-lockdown and i'm not talking about snacking to fuck like but i'm just saying like sometimes the food that you want might not necessarily be readily available because from how i understand the way in which we've managed to maintain or we maintain towards the beginning of lockdown the amount of food that was being able to be produced was reducing the amount of variety that was available and so we're not always able to get exactly what we wanted pre or sort of like during the current period of lockdown so it's like if you end up having to have a takeout one day because you just weren't able to get the food don't be difficult on yourself like it that's you know like at the end of the day we're going through a global pandemic yeah. so just and that's calm exactly. the foot down which that's i appreciate his... is possibly kind of the opposite advice to what i just <laughs> said which is like me trying to no know, but i think like run forest run for six days week. what i'm getting from this conversation that we're having
2: is that spencer has found the way lockdown will work for him and that's not exercising because he's very comfortable in his body and you're very comfortable in maintaining the level of exercise that you had before And that makes you comfortable. And I feel like I'm somewhere in between where I used to exercise a lot, but now I'm kind of loosening the rules a bit to allow myself to just get through this lockdown without putting too much pressure on myself. But this is what Johnny Benjamin is saying in the article is, you know, be positive about your body, get rid of negative thoughts, but also just just know that it's okay to indulge and take a rest day. And if you need a chocolate to get you through that one day, then have a chocolate. Um, so the next tip from Johnny is to stay connected to video call friends, um, use Instagram live, uh, to you do home workouts like we have done. But the most important thing is like just to stay connected, especially if you're living on your own and, and especially when it feels difficult to reach out, even sending a text or an email to someone that you love, or you just you know, that connection will help boost your mood. So I think that's quite good advice from him um, because I know definitely during this lockdown, I've had moments where I've just wanted to be on my own and I just wanted to like kind of indulge in this negative feeling of uh, loneliness, but actually it's important just to reach out sometimes to some friends. So i very quickly ask one thing from both of you uh, that you've done to stay connected to loved ones.
1: Like to be honest, when it comes to things like Zoom chat in the beginning, I did try and do video calls with friends, but I just can't be asked
2: yeah you get you get that fatigue I went, a, yeah you get video yeah, call yeah. fatigue, and that's a real thing because you have to focus on a group of people very intensely, whereas in a normal like, house party or just any social gathering, you can kind of move between conversations and adjust your level of focus. So I I definitely definitely get that, but you shouldn't let that stop you from having video calls with friends. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely definitely still text uh, people a lot more. So rather than kind of saving all the gossip for like a brunch or something like that, I will definitely make sure that I text my friends a lot more. And, you know, I can certainly say that lockdown has made me realise who the close friends are. And the ones who I'm definitely going to be investing a lot more time with once um, we don't have to practice social distancing as much. Spencer?
0: Things didn't really change for me, but I think I'm the FaceTime queen. Everyone who knows me knows that like I I kind of just am always on the phones with somebody. When I'm walking to work, I call someone while I'm sat at work. I have FaceTime on while I'm working, which yeah. um, my bosses don't approve of at all. But like I actually find I'm more productive when I'm doing that. Um, so like that didn't really change for me, but, um, I find now that I'm calling different people or maybe more people because, um, more people have kind of reached out to me now that they're not so busy going to work and living their lives. So like I've spoken, I mean, we, we've kind of still been able to do queer talk, which for me was really important because at first I was like, oh, well, that's, that's not going to work if I can't be there and we can't physically be there and set up, but actually, I think it's much easier to record remotely than to, you know, travel, commute to everyone's houses and set up and unpack all the bourbons and eat all the bourbons and, you know, like... (laughs) And eventually record a podcast. Yeah, and eventually record the podcast. I feel like this is a much easier way, although I think we still take just as long to do it (laughs) remotely than we did when we were together. But yeah, I think it's it's really important to just stay in touch with everyone and anyone as much as you can. and, mm. and like James said, there's some people that have shown a lot of effort and some people that have shown not so much and they might be going through their own thing, so like it's fine, but also it def- it, sh- it shows who you, you know it shows people's true colors to some extent.
2: Yeah, and it's a lot of people, when they feel bad, they won't connect with their friends, so it's important to check in with the people that you people that you love. Uh, if you haven't heard from them for a while just to send them a how are you because in in this day and age we when we say how are you we really mean it now so something that johnny benjamin says in the article just to round this up is maybe if you're not up for a video call or a phone call even just a text or email helps whatever it is it's so important because we know it makes a difference to our mental health so moving on to the final tip that i will share there's more tips on the article if you want to read it um, is just to remember that the coronavirus pandemic will not last forever, because sometimes we get anxious because we just don't know when it's going to end, when lockdown's going to loosen up and we can go outside and see loved ones again. What Benjamin says in the article is, I think sometimes it's hard to see the end or at a time when we're not going to be living with social distancing, but it will end. And this will be a distant memory one day. It's important to keep thinking about the future instead of just the here and now. The news is always focusing on the right now and right here. But remember that we will come out of this. Other countries are starting to go back to normal and we will also go back to normal. So thank you guys for both sharing your stories on mental health during lockdown. And that, everyone, is the end of episode eight of Queer Talk. I can't believe we're on episode eight. Wow. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. And if you listen to us on iTunes, please don't forget to share, rate and love us because it helps us massively. Don't forget to check us out on socials. On Instagram, we're at queer underscore talk. And on Twitter, we are at queertalk underscore. Until next time, bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye, 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 bye,
2: bye. bye.
1: (laughs) See you at Pride Month. For anyone affected by the subjects talked about in this podcast, please contact the Samaritans on 116123 or the LGBT switchboard on 0300 330 0630. Thank you.